Real news. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Tour Sess Show. I am your host, Tori. So today is July 22nd, 2027, 22, 2020. And uh, it's an amazing day, an amazing day because many more people are waking up to truth, to light and to what is going on. If you remember back in May, I told you that even though after the 20th of July, which will be the peak time of switch, that Things that you will see between now and right after Labor Day, just Labor Day, let's say, uh, to kind of put it in, if I remember correctly, they were insane times. Times of what? Can you not see the elephant in the room? Hello. So blatant. And you're going to be slitting your wrist, <laughs> screaming from the top of your lungs. I warned you. I told you that we're in for a lot because you remember. Uh, you've seen it in movies and video games. Those of you that game, right? When the demons are coming and they're screeching, they're pulling at your ankles. They're scratching at your feet. They are screeching and you're covering your ears and you're like, stop. I can't. My ears are bleeding. You have to remember that this period of time will be talked about for eons, echoing through the ages at the times, just like Alexander the Great. And we're going to revisit his strategies so that you understand what is happening. Because yesterday, I and like I will be doing every day, for every uh, press conference that our president will have, I will be streaming it. Now, according to Facebook, they own HBO owns the White House stream. I kid you not. They actually um, put a disclaimer saying that eight minutes of whatever I was uh, posting was um, Facebook uh, was HBO's. Hold on. Let me share that screen with you so you can see it for those of you watching. I was thinking, what is going on here? When did, you know, HBO... Get a hold of the White House. So here it says that your video from Paige Tory says was blocked because it may contain music, audio, or video that belongs to someone else. Your video matches eight minutes and 22 seconds of video owned by HBO. Excuse me? This was streamed from the White House. So I'm very confused. But see, these are the things that we are going to expect. And you have to understand Though we've been having these battles for decades, the battle to maintain our nation, the battle to release ourselves from these invisible chains, the battle to bring on transparency. For some reason, people believe that it is impossible. People believe that it can't happen, but you know why it can happen? Because do you remember that amazing moment when we saw President Trump hug the flag? I remember that. That was the most incredible and most powerful picture I've ever seen. That's like my most favorite picture ever of him, him hugging the flag. Why? Because one thing, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I actually pinned it to my Twitter feed. Um, so a, a long time ago, I was uh, in Frankfurt 
and a bunch of senators, congresspersons, State Department people showed up and they were talking about a strategy. Me being their Alexander the Great, they were discussing things and they were spewing vitriol from their mouth. I being tiny, being nothing, you know, just someone there, um, <laughs> was kind of just looking at them and I was thinking, you know, when you're angry, you never make good decisions, right? And I remember turning around to Mr. No Name and saying, well, if you're fighting a war filled with hate for the enemy of, you know, of the United States, you're going to lose. Only if you're fighting a war because you love your country and you have faith in God, will you ever win? And he looked at me and smirked and he was like, yeah, well, you know, we have to do X, Y, Z. It, it was money. It was oil. You know how that goes. But I, I thought I would share that because that was something that I had said to that clown a while back, because even though I believed, not I believed, I perceived, right? Uh, the work being done was indeed for bet the betterment of the United States, uh, obviously, because everything is so compartmentalized, right? And you can only see as far as, you know, your view is. If your view is fi of five feet in front of you, that's all you can see. And you have to, you know, adjust your life and your perceptions to that five feet. You know, for me now, it's an endless horizon, no more boxes. Uh, so uh, in, in having said that, I thought I'd start today's show with an incredible, I'm going to tell you this, <laughs> this is a time travel. So I will be looking at the chat while I play this. And I want you to tell me when it was the first time you heard this, that you heard this, right? And I'm going to be paying attention to the chat. Because it's pretty interesting um, to see what your um, what you believe it is, because um, because I was pretty pretty impressed. Because one thing Alexander the Great did was he had a phalanx, right? That's what they say his strategy is. But you know me, I like to learn things, so I went. <laughs> Well, I had the option of being in Greece, so we'll talk about it right after this video. I want you guys to hear it and listen to it. America is a land of heroes. This is a place where greatness is born, where destinies are forged, and where legends come to life. This is the home of Thomas Edison and Teddy Roosevelt, of many great generals, including Washington, Pershing, Patton, and MacArthur. This is the home of Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman, the Wright brothers, Neil Armstrong, and so many more. The American nation was carved out of the vast frontier by the toughest, strongest, fiercest, and most determined men and women ever to walk on the face of the earth. Our ancestors braved the unknown, tamed the wilderness, settled the Wild West, lifted millions from poverty, disease, and hunger, 
vanquished tyranny and fascism, ushered the world to new heights of science and medicine, laid down the railroads, dug out the canals, raised up the skyscrapers, and ladies and gentlemen, our ancestors built the most exceptional republic ever to exist in all of human history. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. And my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. And it is. Because today, we are going to talk about warfare. We are going to talk about all warfare, specifically digital warfare. Now, that um, video was actually created on March 25th. For me, that day is um, both bittersweet. Uh, it is the day that Christianity rose up against the uh, Ottoman Empire back in 1821. And it was the day, sadly, that my father... Um, passed away. So it's a really, really bittersweet day for me, you know, being the, the one that, that absolutely loves history. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about this because I'm going to tell you about the strategies of Alexander the Great, version 2020. So that way you all can understand what is going on yesterday. Uh, you know, I had so much fun watching your comments. We should all get together talking about these conferences and I will decode a lot of them for you and have you understand, uh, what is happening and why Alexander the Great was the best. You know, there have been military strategists and I guess it's because they can't put the puzzle pieces together. So before I played this video and, uh, you know, uh, and before I even did this show in the morning, I uploaded a reminder of why president Trump won. I uploaded, uh, and it's on my YouTube for you to watch, uh, dated November 6, 27, 2016 to remember that day. And to listen to the words that Graham said before he kicked off worldwide prayer. Now, it's very important that you remember that because the collective, the collective faith always hijacks whatever they want. And you know, something that a lot of people are amiss Throughout the ages, Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, right? <laughs> He's been seen as God's enemy, right? And he was determined to keep as many human beings as he can from entering heaven, right? But this is something that we forget that at first... See, if we read and we revisit, Satan was considered part of God's heavenly order. He was an angel like no other. Job even described him as one of the most beautiful ones. He was, listen to this, the minister of justice. Now, the thing that happened was, is that he wanted 
to reve- he wanted rebellion. He wanted more control. He wanted everyone to be individual and push against the good of others, but was pushing something like a Darwinism, if, if that makes, you know, survival of the fittest, you know, top of the food chain. I mean, like the politicians, they will step on you. They will kill you. They will burn you as long as they can control you. And of course he put himself up on that pedestal. So it's quite confusing because just as love and hate are very similar So is good and evil. They have this seam that is invisible. When do you cross over to evil? When do you cross over over to good? Here's how you know. When you can see light in darkness, you're on the good side. Because light shines everywhere within the darkness. And like the president said, there are embers. Embers embers. And so they're everywhere. And fires are being lit under every single American's tush right now. And more so because they felt so devastated about what he said yesterday. But I'm going to remind you that sometimes you have to um, listen between the words. Listening between the words. That's what you have to do is listen between the words. So yesterday he was like, yeah, you know, he gave the media enough so they can't attack. Hey, you can't say we can't vote in person. You know, you say masks work. I say yes. So how is it? How is it that we understand how he was playing them like a fiddle? So I uploaded this video while he was giving that speech. So I'm going to play it for you once I find it. And you can hear our president. It's a 14-second clip, actually, and I know a lot of you saw it because you needed to see it. Uh, And that's why I put it up there so that people know uh, what it is that happened yesterday. Take a listen to President Trump back in 2015. That island was uh, really a cesspool. There's no question about it. Just ask Prince Andrew. He'll tell you about it. Uh, The island was an absolute cesspool. Just ask Prince Andrew. Hmm. Interesting. But he said he didn't know. And he wished Ghislaine Maxwell well. These are things that we have to remind ourselves. Sometimes going back in time, you can see everything. So a clip that was shared by CJ Truth, and it was, it was pretty awesome timing. Thank you for that. While I was formulating posts, he posts a video that was um, pretty interesting. I want to play it for you guys. Uh, you have to listen to the president because he's telling you what you need to know. And now I'm not going to answer that question fully, but you'll understand. 18%. Who are they? Who the hell are the 17%? Anybody in here from the 17%? Don't raise your hand. That may be dangerous. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 17. 
So you had 17 Republicans plus me. 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, 17, planning it for 17 years. Okay, so what's all that about? Well, see, um, it was in uh, 2008 when everything started, right? Uh, so um, when uh, time is right, things come to the surface. They kind of float. You can't keep it down. Uh, so it's very important for you guys to understand that the attacks from social media companies are um, great, because it's bringing to the forefront a lot of truth and indicating the bias and pushing forward. People need to understand that it's just, it's just incredible times. And I um, was not expecting uh, that announcement from Jack Dorsey yet because I didn't expect uh, someone to sing their way in so soon because, <laughs> you know, remember that my first show, I think I, I don't even remember when I think it was the show that I never aired, you know, maybe it's time that I make it unprivate where I said, you know, uh, when the time is right, you know, there'll be a singer coming out and, the fat lady will be singing too. Ha ha. That could be me. That could be me singing at the end just to top it off. Not yet though. So what do we see now is, uh, this is where we're at. This is digital warfare. And I am going to show you today just how it's being done from their side, from their side. Okay. Their side has declared war on us on a digital scale. So how do we know what is real and what is not? Again, all you have to do is do what Graham said before he started the prayer. Look inside you and say, what mayor, what board of education person, what school council, what councilman, what state senator, con you know, local house, your senator, federal, congressperson, president, you name it, that your vote goes to. Where does your heart say it works? Right? Where does your heart say it works? That's what you need to look at.
Now, I'm going to tell you uh, today how we can, um, uh, yeah, I'm totally fat. Uh, So (laughs) I'm going to say to you, let's see how they've declared it. And then I want you to think, to think back to what I had said oh, many, many times. See, a lot of people are like, be careful who you follow. Be careful who you follow. You follow whoever you want. Listen to whatever you want. But outmost, what you have to do is listen to yourself. Learn to be objective. Now, with objective eyes, eyes to see and ears to hear. And those of you that are listening, I can tell you that Whoever is watching on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, and Periscope right now, they can see exactly how they are hurting. And, you know, it was really funny because today I, I, I said something on Twitter that I've been saying, these people are sick and it doesn't mean in the head. This is why they're coming after you. So um, take a listen and obviously with commentary. Because this is how they've poisoned you. Because they need fear. Fear makes you irrational. Fear lets you be taken advantage of. Okay? So take a listen to how they've hijacked your reality and you didn't realize it. Whether he knows it yet or not, he will be leaving. Uh, Just because he might not want to move out of the White House doesn't mean we won't have an inauguration ceremony to inaugurate a duly elected president. Okay. For those of you watching, look at her. For those of you listening, listen, don't hear. She's saying, we don't care. We're still going to have an inauguration. Listen to her. Listen to her. Listen to what she's saying, but listen carefully to the next of the United States mm. and the uh, I just you know I'm second in line uh, to actually she's third in line so why have they skipped over the vice president oh is it because they're uh, going to take away the president and the vice president at once hmm that's interesting listen to the desperation the presidency and just last week I had my regular continuation of government r- briefing. This might interest you because it's, I say to them, this mm-hmm. is never going to happen. God willing, it never will. But there is a process. It has nothing to do with that the certain occupant of the White House doesn't feel like moving and has to be fumigated out of there because the presidency is the presidency. Is- Did you hear that? Fumigated out of there. Smoke him out. Listen, lady. If you had our own loaded stars, six clowns surrounding him, and you didn't get him out, you can't do it now with your pants around your ankles. Because a man with their pants around their ankles can't run. I know, I've been in that situation. Uh, So you can't. This is desperation. This is them saying, we need to take him out. We need to, you can't, it's a fort and there's people. And this is where it's coming out. There are people, a percentage of people sitting in the outlines, having swum with the fishies with them 
and they have just been sitting and waiting. And that is the missing link to Alexander, the great strategy. Um, now, if we translate it here into 2020, it would be the strategy strategy for digital warfare. And this is what has been everybody on social media listening to various, uh, you know, YouTubes, podcasts, following Twitter, you know, forums, chan boards, Facebook, you name it. It was a recruitment process because this is where it all comes down to it. They wanted to move everything virtual so that way you can't see reality. Technology is funny like that because if you actually look at the patents that they have filed in the past 15, 20 years, you'll see that the majority of them are simply to create personas, digital personas that don't exist, like actors that really don't exist. Football, soccer, baseball, basketball players that don't exist. There's a patent for that. And this is where, you know, you can see what's coming. I have to play my ads, so I'll be right back. Forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. Every decision will be made to benefit American workers and American families. America will start winning again, winning like never before. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. Do not allow anyone to tell you that it cannot be done. No challenge can match the heart and fight and spirit of America. We will not fail. Our country will thrive and prosper again. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. When America is united, America is totally unstoppable. After nearly four years, my family's nightmare is finally over. We couldn't have survived this without the love and support of the millions of patriots around the world. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. Hi, I'm Laura Loomer, and I'm running for Congress in Florida's 21st Congressional District. Wouldn't it be horrible if we lived in a nation where journalists were silenced just because they confronted the political and media elite? You might think that could never happen in America, but it did. And to me. For confronting people like Hillary Clinton on her corruption and Ilhan Omar for her ties to radical Islamic terror groups, I have been banned on pretty much every single social media platform. And if that doesn't sound extreme enough, I'm also banned on Uber and Lyft. I know, I cannot understand that last one either. When this all happened to me, I contacted the media and members of Congress. I asked them for help. I kept calling, I kept emailing, but I never received a reply. 
And that's when it hit me. I'm a well-known journalist who has the phone numbers of the most powerful people in politics and media, yet I couldn't get any assistance. What on earth would the average American do if the same thing happened to them? I realized then that if I wanted to see change, that I would need to run for office. The American people deserve representation that listens to and acts on their concerns. So here I am, running for Congress in Florida's 21st Congressional District, because the American people deserve a voice and a representative who, like President Trump, will keep the promises they make and speak up loudly and clearly for that silent majority. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So we're going to hear this. And I want to tell you with full confidence. And you know what? Actually, you can go on my YouTube channel. The only videos that I've uploaded, one of them, uh, I think it's November 28th or maybe 29th, where Laura Loomer, uh, you know, handcuffed herself on Twitter. In 2018, I called her Congresswoman Laura Loomer. At that time, she was telling me, are you dumb? Like what? And I was like, yeah. And you're going to be, you know, the president's going to vote for you and everything. She could tell you that. And she was like, you're insane. Look at her now. Who's going to be dropping that vote for Laura Loomer? That's right. The president. We are in full control. The president of the United States is in full control. That is what you need to understand. So what Schiff and Pelosi and all of them are doing are hijacking you and putting in so much fear for those of you that are uncertain. And all you have to do is have faith. All you have to do is have faith. I mean, listen to her. When I saw this, I laughed. I was like, man, you are so done. How's that bracelet hanging on that? Hmm. Just listen to her. It's not geography or location. So, so much for him. I wouldn't spend so much time on it. That's a victory for him because then we're not talking about your first more important subject, which is what are we going to do to stop this vicious virus that is making an assault on our, our health, our, again, our lives, our livelihood, life of our democracy. Mika's not even buying it. Do you know what the virus is? Have you seen the virus yet? Obviously, it has its root in, it roots in liberalism. Do you see what the virus is? The unseen enemy? The one that they're telling us is killing us, but we don't see it? They're just telling us. Did you guys see how the results of uh, Florida have gone down from like 99,000 to 11,000? Oops, a mistake. Really? Remember, I've, I, uh, for those of you that are subscribers, I did a very small, um, it was like 15, 20 minutes, wasn't it? On frequencies. It's important we revisit that. Because when you are in fear, when you are terrified, when you are anxious, you resonate on a lower frequency, which allows you to be hijacked. Democracy. In the Heroes Act, we have $3.6 billion for vote by mail. 
uh, this is very, very important. It's what is needed in our country and it has bipartisan support throughout the country. Mm-hmm. Secretaries of State and other uh, auspices for under which elections take place are calling for the resources. They don't want any uh, barriers to it. We have some additions we'd like, which is every registered voter uh, gets to vote by mail with return postage paid, that those who don't want to can go and vote, but in a safe way, with a lot of time leading up and a lot of location so that people are not crowded into it. This is simple. It's, uh, when I say simple, we know what we need to do. Again, ignore what the president has to say. He doesn't know what he's talking about once again when he talks about. Ignore the president. She is his subordinate, let's say, right? He is the president of the United States. He has been tasked to represent all the people. And she says, ignore him. (laughs) Desperate much. Uh, Any um, problems with vote by mail. Iowa State Party chair. 30 year, more than 30 years ago before I was uh, a member of Congress. And we would win on, Joe knows this, well, it was before his time too, but we would win on election day and the Republicans would come raging in with the absentee ballots. So they know how to, they know how to do this and they've done. Look at the murderer laugh. Look, he's laughing. Ha ha. The murderer is laughing. You're going to get caught. Because we already have everything. Done it for a long time, but this is no longer yeah. just a democracy issue. This is a health issue, and if they can't face that reality, then all the more reason for us to get that money so that we can make it happen in a healthy way. <laughs> They're the ones that are sick. They're the ones that need you. And, you know, I uh, have an article that I'm going to be putting out, but I'm going to play a video. I did so yesterday right after the conference. We need to break it down so you understand how these people are sick and what they want from you because you can hear it from their mouth. Remember, I said, eyes on the HEROES Act, man. Eyes on the HEROES Act. Go through every single section. I mean, in the CARES Act, they slipped in harvesting our blood and our plasma. Well, now the plasma, they're amending it to add it. Uh, For our country. The way our soldiers vote, our overseas voters. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, Madam Speaker, it's so funny you say that because this whole debate about absentee votes, mail-in votes, has been so surreal because... In every, just like you, uh, in, in, in every time I'm walking around a room and a candidate's worried, as a Republican, I would always have one question. He's going to go to jail. Get the absentee votes in. He's no, going to go to jail. Okay, just relax. <laughs> He's going to go to jail for murder. Look at that face. She's done. They're toast. They are toast. What we need to do is pray and speak up. That's exactly what we need to do is pray and speak up because that is what can save us. Now, I'm going to play that video uh, that I have um, for you guys. And Senator, first off, thanks so much. Wait, hold on. Let me get that to share. Uh, this is, uh, you know, sometimes I can't ask the questions directly, so I send them in as a listener to ask questions. So here we are. Listen to what she says about the whole blood thing. Look at her push it. And welcome back to Point of View. I want to start with the most obvious question. Just how's your husband, John, recovering from COVID? 
Well, he's doing so much better, and for him, uh, the only lasting remaining symptom was that he said he couldn't clean the basement because of the dust, and he has now somehow gotten over that. But he was really sick. He was in the hospital for a week. He had low oxygen, severe pneumonia, uh, was on oxygen, and it was at the very beginning, so people didn't really know what treatments worked and what didn't, and um, people didn't understand why I couldn't go visit him at the beginning, which, of course, I couldn't. And I had to rely, like everyone else, uh, the nurses and the doctors, putting phones up to his ear. I mean, it was a really, really hard time. And then he came home, was short of breath for a while, and um, was on his own recovering again because we knew less back then about when you stop being contagious. And uh, But now he's doing so much better. And one of the things that's really helped him get through it is the fact that he can save other lives by giving plasma. Uh, he's going to be on his third time of donating blood. And we are making a national plea. Roger Wicker, who's a Republican senator from Mississippi, one of the more senior Republicans um, in uh, the Republican caucus, he and I have joined forces because we think it's really important to make this bipartisan, um, to send the message out more people need to give plasma. And if you've had COVID, maybe you had a minor case, maybe you had a hard case like my husband, in any case, you can give blood to save other lives. Whoa. Look at that. Amy Kiev Klobuchar. You like my title? <laughs> Kiev Klobuchar just pushed. Oh, yeah. And he's Republican. Totally. Wicker, wicker, wimpy wicker, just bowing down to them. <laughs> Did they infect you, too? Uh, so we're going to talk about blackmail, too, before we get into digital warfare and the application of Alexander the Great strategy, which they lost. See, we've been in this for 17 years. So we've been on it for 17 years. So there's an advantage there. They can't close that gap, no matter how much control they think they have. See, that's what enemies always did. They were like, well, we have this whole place and it's ours. And all of these people are going to fight for us. Watch. It's like, do you remember the story of David and Goliath? Mm. Listen to how Chris, Chris is going to ask her questions now. What are you seeing scientifically? Because I did a lot of research yesterday and it seems like it's pretty mixed reviews. There was a study out of China that said this didn't really help at all. There's some other studies that are saying, hey, it's very, very mixed. Um, have you seen any studies that show that the, the plasma is definitely helping people recover? Well, let's talk about how the plasma can help. It can first help with research. It can, which saves lives generally. Whose lives? Because people are studying this blood, right? The antibodies and everything else. You mean the anti-self antibodies, the ones that can attack you, what they call personalized medicine. It can secondly, um, the, the, a lot of the results are promising and Mayo has been heading up a lot of this. They've been giving the plasma because there's such limited amounts. Why are they limited amounts if people, as you saw on my episode, that was automatically <laughs> ineligible. I'm surprised it wasn't banned um, uh, on hemovores. I, I titled it hemovores, but it was my show that I did on July 13th. This was, you know, to prime the ground before you get information. A little bit short term for me, because I usually do it months out. But, um, I, you know, 
people lack the ability for attention, uh, you know, and a lot of other people come in there and gaslight you. You know, I, I saw so many people talking yesterday. They're going to take Trump out. They're going to do this. They can't do anything, man. They can't do anything. They're done. They're toast. It's over. People have been testifying for three. It's done. It's not about, oh, we're going to give a report. Do you know how much evidence we have? Do you know how much we've collected? I'm telling you, there's going to be a time where I'm going to be sitting there and I'm going to be testifying and I'm going to tell you something. I was talking about it with friends the other day and we were laughing and I was like, you know, I'm going to wear my own GoPro camera. (laughs) I'll have a GoPro on my head when I testify. It'll be public, right? (laughs) And it'll be a lot of fun to people who are really, really sick. Um, but most doctors, if you talk to people at Sanford or Essentia or the VA Medical Center, they believe this giving of plasma is essential. For one thing, it helps with other things anyway. People always need to give blood. So we have blood during this time of a medical crisis. So- medical crisis. This is why they put it in the CARE Act. Now, all of you can sit there and the media, mainstream media, and even right-wing media will tell you, oh, it just says that they're promoting it and doing this. Why? We have so much blood. We, the United States of America, harvests 75% of the global harvesting of blood on the planet. Remember, we have what? Maybe 150 million people that can give blood? Maybe, maybe, right? Maybe. And China has what? 20% of the world's population. So they got 2 billion people in there. Let's just say whatever. They have what? 1.6 billion, right? And, and, and they, along with the rest of the world, make up 25% and make, we make up 75% and we have a shortage? <laughs> this is where Chris Berg comes in. So believe me, your blood will be given, go to good use if you give blood. I know you've got this bill, the uh, Plasma Donation Awareness Act, and again, just doing some research. One of the uh, chains, if you will, that works with plasma CSL suggests that 70% of the plasma or blood donated comes from America, and then we're shipping 60% of that overseas. Is there anything in your bill or a way to prevent that so more of it stays here in America? it's based on need and i think that um we know this is a global crisis and so it's based on need so wait a minute so the whole world needs american blood why don't they just you know milk russia or korea or china or south africa or the congo or italy or greece or portugal i can name all the other countries that they can milk. Why is 75% coming from the United States? Um, helping people in the U.S. or abroad helps everyone. And You know who it's helping? George Soros, who owns one of the three, three global giants that buy your blood, buy your plasma from the Red Cross and everywhere. You're not donating it. You're selling it. They're selling it. They're making tons of money, tons and tons and tons of money. Remember when everyone's like, oh my gosh, they like sold stock. (laughs) What did I say? Look at who bought stock in 2019 and what is going to be soaring in the aftermath. Check out their portfolios. How many of them invested in CSL Plasma? Octopharma, Griffles, that's it. That's where you got to look because they're pushing for you to donate so that those companies get your blood. Think they're after you. They don't care about Trump. They want you every single 
part of you. And so I think that right now uh, we have such a need in America that there is a lot of blood going to um, Americans uh, who have this disease. And we have seen a shortage recently, and we did not know, and it was not predicted by the administration. So now it's Trump's fault, right? It wasn't predicted by the administration. We'll have a shortage. Why do we have a shortage? We're literally keeping the plasma or blood-derived drugs market, the blood-derived pharma market, afloat. They are milking every single person. 75% of the global blood supply comes from the United States. Global, guys, global. Anyone else that there is going to be um, such an enormous uptick that we've seen in the southern states in places like Florida and in Arizona. 31 states on increase in just the last few weeks. Minnesota had its highest level ever yesterday. So we have to have all hands on deck here. And that means following rules and wearing masks. That means developing the vaccine. Following rules and wearing masks. Follow rules, submit and obey. And there's some really promising, promising developments there, but we know it's not going to happen tomorrow. And then it means better treatments. And one of the treatments that the doctors are very much interested in right now is blood donations and plasma. Everyone's interested in your blood. Everybody. Now, right now, you're going to hear Chris Berg put one of those questions that uh, we should be asking, right? We should be asking these questions. We should all be asking every single person these questions. Why are we selling it? They sold our jobs. They shipped them overseas. They gave everything away. And now they are saying that they're short of blood. Listen to this. And like I said, whether or not it helps with a antibody COVID issue, it's still helpful for people to give blood because we need that blood. So are you open, though, to some amendment to say, hey, guys, let's not be shipping so much of this overseas. Let's keep it in America first and then worry about overseas. Our bill actually is much more about an education effort so we get people to give blood. And honestly, what we're worried about right now is getting the money for America, for our cities, for our hospitals. This is the HEROES Act to make voting. Okay, so she didn't even answer that question because that's the thing. Out of all the blood that they collect, just so you know, all the blood that they collect, over 70% of that today is being sold overseas. So just so you know, only about 10% goes to our hospitals. So tell me again, why do we have a shortage? If we are producing and we are milking Americans to provide 75% of all blood and plasma donations on the planet, why do we have a shortage? Why do we have it? They want you. They will milk you. And you know what? Everyone's like, oh, it's no big deal. Like she said, it's only money, you know, to advertise and to promote. You know why? Because you get tested. President said, you're not sick. Don't get tested. What does everybody do? They line up like idiots. I saw some, you know, pretend journalist, <laughs> one of those Kamala Harris journalists, go in her car and she was like, I'm just going to take the test. And she sat there and I'm like, so dumb. So dumb. Like, why are you doing that? 
harvesting parties, DNA harvesting parties. They take, they take your blood. They own you. You know, you can't get a patent on someone's uh, genetic code. But if you alter it, even by one base pair, they can. <laughs> you know, thank God for journalists like Chris Berg that ask questions like, yo, we're like selling all this stuff and you're talking about the HEROES Act, which means what? We have to keep our eye on the HEROES Act. I'm already pulling it and I'm already doing it. And remember, what was the main thing I told you guys that should scare the bejesus out of all of you that don't understand it? And it's not the time or place for me to explain it. And I'm going to share my article for those that are on um, the video sharing There's one portion of the bill that is the most alarming, aside from the fact young donor consent form. Are you kidding? Now they're milking kids. Here's the part. No later than two years after the date of enactment of this act, the secretary shall shall submit to the Committee of Health, Education, and Labor and Pensions of the Senate and the Committee on Energy and Commerce of the House. So again, why is the energy, why, why is blood relevant to energy? These are questions you should ask yourself. These are things that you should ask yourself. Ask why our blood? Oh, because it's going to help so many. Why do we have a shortage if the whole world is surviving off of American blood? <laughs> and yet they, they tell you how much you have to, you know, they will shame you. You know, I have an interview Well, so I reached out to a congresswoman to ask for information and I spoke to one of her representatives and I'm going to read to you the response that I got. Blah, 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 believes that enforcing whole blood harvesting may not be necessary and that we are all in this together. She believes that we must ensure that all those that are unable to provide antibodies for cures do so. It's not complicated. Besides, why wouldn't you want to? Your blood can save lives. And if you refuse to, we can take it from you. Your rights pale in comparison to the survival of humanity. Can anybody guess which congresswoman's office told me that? Not really hard uh, to um, to <laughs> to guess. <laughs> so uh, I want you guys to... Just take that in and understand that I've been saying since, well, none of you were following me or, you know, maybe you were with my old, with my personal account, not my radio account, my personal account that was nixed. Um, I was saying that they're attacking president Trump, not because they want, they want you, man, you're slaves. They're so pissed that their slaves are going away. They are so pissed, so pissed that they will stop at nothing to keep their slaves. And so much that they really don't care if you die. And um, right after the break, uh, I'm going to play a clip. You know, we're going to talk about Chicago for a second with Mayor Beetlejuice. um, So you can understand just how it goes. In the meantime, I want you guys to listen to the snake just for a minute. And listen to what she has to say about the RNC conference. Um, Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting coming from her, really. That was rich. Here we go. Chairman of the RNC, Ronna McDaniel. Ronna, it's good to see you this morning. Thanks very much for being here. Uh, 
I guess first, let's start with your reaction to Joe Biden. He says he's going to create three million jobs. Well, Joe Biden is going to crush the middle class of this country with all the proposals he's rolling out. Uh, $4 trillion in tax increases. That'll be a tax increase on 82% of Americans. $2 trillion in climate spending, which he's rolled out, which will end our energy independence, make us more dependent on countries like Iran, and kill 10 million jobs in this country. And now he's talking about another $800 billion uh, in his new plan that he unveiled yesterday, which, of course, would eliminate the child, the doubling of the child tax credit that the president put in the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Uh, Joe Biden is a disaster for America. He is proving to be a Washington policy, politician. Every answer to every problem is raising your... He's proving to be... Come on, Rana. Loser. Who gave the RNC access to CrowdStrike again. Again. Again, read my article on Tory Says about how she is compromising and sabotaging the GOP. Again, oh, he's proving to be Washington. What do you mean? He hasn't been proving it since 1970. Are you kidding? These are the people that we look up to to support our causes. These Republicans just want president out. The president out. We can't have people telling us what to do. How dare they, peasants? How dare they? How dare they actually think that they have a say in what goes? Hmm. So today we're going to talk about warfare. We're going to talk about Alexander the Great. I, I, I can tell you that, you know, maybe that was my, maybe that was my leg up because I had a grandfather that would take me and, you know, on history trips, uh, you know, with his stories and oral history. I'll tell you what. And I said this before, and I even wrote it down in my, um, I think, you know, when I, when I, when I signed on to the Navy, you know, they ask you if you do drugs guys, I was in that room, you know, where you fill it out. Have you ever done drugs? And I raised my hand. And the chief in there said, what do you want? I said, I need another piece of paper. He's like, no, you're just going to answer questions on how many times you've done drugs. I was like, yeah, I ran out of room. Uh, so that was really funny because I was only like 16. So um, I'm going to, it was only marijuana, but well, I, I try to do other stuff, but story for another time. I'll see you guys right after this break. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. All right, let's just dive right in. There's going to be no commercials or anything. Maybe just an intermission to remind you guys what it is that is going on. So for those of you that are just joining, those of you that didn't see the video, it's on my YouTube. It's with Graham and the prayer. I want you to listen to his words before 
because he even said this could be the last time we can pray together. And remember, there were millions on that. And what we are fighting for should be that of love for our country, for the people within the country, for humanity. And the one thing that people lack is faith in humanity. This is why all of our media outlets were infiltrated, (laughs) but they were infiltrated first. So one thing that um, people need to understand that there's a lot of covert ways uh, to um, infiltrate your enemy. But the key thing is, is that you have to be able to hide. You have to be able to use um, a, a guise where you can't be seen. Camouflage, right? So the president yesterday was in camouflage. He was talking to people that could hear him uh, and those that could not because it's, it's you know, People are still deaf. Those of you that know things still can't hear certain things. It's like a frequency. So I'll try to fix it for you. So there's, there's five types of, well, there's six, but let's just say five. So we time lords know this very well. So there's your local spies, your converted spies, you know, those double agent ones, doomed spies, they're going to die, surviving spies and inward spies. So... What you have to understand is when you infiltrate, when you want to understand the enemy, you have to have people infiltrating them. So the first thing is, is that you have flies on wall in technology. And I've said this before, it's FLI, but let's just pretend it's your eyes and ears. Like my source that was a staffer for McCain's office. He had already tipped me off on the FISA court. We were already there discussing. I was present when Graham and McCain were talking about the dossier. I was all getting briefed on how Harry Reid was talking with Mother Jones about this dossier. That's why they were the first ones to report it. Remember who Harry Reid is. He's the guy that literally got caught with prostitutes pissing on his bed. He was the one that got caught. And he was the one that, you know, was under investigation. Then he got cancer. And suddenly he made a comeback. And because he was so poor, he decided that he was going to sue TheraBand because it knocked him in the face because he can't use an elastic band. Jesus. These are the people that know better. These are the little devils that are trying to keep their justice to rule us, to tell us what's right and what's wrong. Please. Take a seat. So local spies, that's one. And we have converted spies. These are people that are more so like mercenaries. Uh, They have no loyalty to anyone except for the highest bidder. And uh, that's exactly what they are. They're useful tools, right? Uh, That sometimes can repent. Let's be honest. Sometimes they can repent. Now, doom spies are pretty much people that are placed... um, (laughs) that are there and um, we know of them and we know that they're reporting back to the enemy, right? Uh, So um, they do things like blatant things. Um, They're the ones with the least camouflage, but they're like pretend. It's like, I put my finger in front of my face and I hide (laughs) and you can't see me. Put your finger in front of your face, your index finger. Can you hide? Not really. That's what a doom spy is. Everybody knows they are. It's like Christopher Steele. That's a very good example of what a doom spy is. 
Um, and then the ones that go in and come out unscathed are usually the ones that go in, get all the information and come out and report, right? But then there's the inward ones. Those are the ones that have, you know, gone in and danced and collected a bunch of information. Um, usually, um, you know, they, you know, they have been seen as the flip, the flippers, the flippers from the bad guys to the good guys. But that's not the way this has played out. See, that's something that Eisenhower had talked about when, um, when the OSS uh, was actually created. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. I, I've, I've said this before. I'm not going to say it now. Too many eyes. Um, but I've, I've talked about this before. So uh, what you need to kind of understand is we are everywhere. We have everything. And it's about trying to find the right words. It's about shining light to that everything. So let me play a video to tell you why. They are terrified because they've just realized how badly they've been infiltrated and they've just realized just how bad it's going to get. And this is why they're willing to die on that, on that sword. The The Constitution of the United States States. against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without Without any mental reservation. Or purpose of evasion. Or or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully. And that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties. Discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. Of the office of which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Where we go one, we go all. Where we go one, we go all. God bless America. God bless America. And they are terrified, 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 because now. This is where you see Alexander the Great strategy in the year 2020. So the one thing that people always said was that the reason that he was so successful was because he used, you know, a phalanx. And that was like his strong point, right? That his army, his, his battle strategy was such that he would use them where no one would be able to penetrate, except from the front door, right? Now, that is how he managed to put all his well-trained soldiers together. Now, there was a disadvantage of that, a very big disadvantage. But in order to eliminate a disadvantage, what you have to do is obfuscate it and maximize it to its full potential, So if one studies the battle of Hidapsis, Alexander the Great at that battle itself was forced to use archers as the front line so that way he can counter the elephants of the army. So think of it this way. 
2.0, 2020. The phalanx are the digital soldiers. Who are the archers to attack the elephants that this new army has brought? Hmm? I'll let you guys think about that. We can revisit that next week when the elephants are being talked about. So digital warfare is real. We see it everywhere. Uh, The censorship, uh, the uh, media bias, the, um, you know, banning, the silencing, everything, everything, everything. What you need to do is be everywhere. So a lot, you know, I've had my YouTube channel for a while. I haven't used it at all because it wasn't the right time. I could have done this right earlier, right? I could have, but I didn't. Why? Because I, it wasn't the time. It wasn't the time to go full throttle for no one. It wasn't the time. Um, They want to ensure that they can control the flow of information. I've told you before that the way to evade, I don't want to say capture, but determination is to make sure that your devices, if you've been banned from any network, you need a new device. I'm going to tell you that straight because it's all linked to the hardware. Um, And that's the only way that they can, you know, prove or whatever. Think of it this way. If Twitter removes everyone off Twitter that talks about conservative opinions, talks about God, they hate that. They hate that. Talks about faith, you know, QAnon, whatever. Suddenly it's just an echo chamber for them. And it gives them false hope because then, you know, the rest of the world is seeing that. See, the rest of the world doesn't need Twitter. The rest of the world has the whole internet to their hands. And what needs to be understood is how do you play this game and win? Well, that's where we bond together. And that is the only way we can win. The only reason Alexander the Great was so great is because people loved him. He had an artful strategy. If you remember, General George Pickett, he asked, well, he kind of commented, right? Uh, Why the Confederates lost in Gettysburg. You know what he said? I think the Union Army had something to do with it. Yeah, they did. They were unified. That's the thing. You have to be unified on a foundation. See, the left has been unified with hate. The left has been unified with anger, with detest. That's the anger. And how can you win a war? Even Gandhi said it. If you want to fight drugs, you don't say anti-drug campaign. You say love of no drugs. If you want to fight, uh, you know, anything, you don't say anti-something. That's a negative statement. You say pro, right? That's why they've changed their thing to pro-choice as 
<laughs> opposed to let's just kill babies. Um, you have to be positive because it resonates on a different frequency. And therefore accepted by you easier. Now, I am going to try to play the lyrics uh, on the screen because it's time for us to remember the lyrics of um, this incredible, you know, um, song that I've been playing that all of you have been like, where do you get it? You know, and I posted the, the clip, but I want, I want to see if I can actually put the lyric. Oh, I can't. Gosh, darn it. Gosh, darn it. Okay, please, if you can, it's literally two minutes and 38 seconds. Listen to the words for me. Just listen to the words. Don't even watch the video if you're watching. And those of you that are driving, don't close your eyes, but I would suggest if you're not driving, close your eyes. I want you to listen to the words of this song. The words.
you have to remember that um, for us uh, to win back our country, for anyone to be successful at any war game, okay, any uh, any war that may occur, right? Um, winning and losing is, you know, up to us. The defeat, if we are defeated. It's because it came from our own hands, right? That's the only way you lose. You lose. Nobody else makes you lose. You lose. So the question is, when is the, but the question is, how do you win? Well, you wait for the opportunity that the enemy provides you to win. And I've been calling that for so many times as they will pull their own pants down. They will pull their own pants down. This is the opportunity they give you. The opportunity to strike is always given to you by the enemy. Always. There's, there's no other, you don't, obviously we create our own opportunities and we create the opportunities for them to give us the opportunity, but they have to give it to you. So in order to win, you have to have the tools. So since we're in the digital era, the one thing we have is infiltrating every single corner of the internet, every single corner. I mean, I'm uh, hopefully next week I'll also be on D live and everything. I'm just going to broadcast everywhere and hopefully everyone does the same. Because what we have to do is keep talking. I even got myself a ham radio. Just saying. Um, I'm not going to broadcast on ham. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I can apply for a license. I don't know how that goes. I'll see. But what we need to do is make sure that we have the tools. So you have to learn how you can enter the digital sphere without being um, seen. And the one thing that I've told you is you get banned when they can recognize your device ID. Your device ID is key. Obviously, you don't want to use the same picture, right? When you get on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, wherever they banned you from Twitter, make sure you have a new device. That's all. Register that device. That's all. And that's how you figure it out. Look, the president told us We are the existential threat. We are the ones that they fear collectively. So they don't want you thinking. They want you terrified. They will tell you things to keep you so enclosed within the boundaries that they set, that they know that they can control you. But it's like a boxing match. You know, they've used everything, every tool they had in the shed, they've pulled it out. They've pulled out <laughs> the same tools a hundred years ago, only this time they revamped them. A lot of people don't seem to understand just what's at stake. And so, you know, I encourage everyone to try to listen between the words. Because the way 
it will come. It'll come really fast. It's like, oh, coronavirus. Yeah, wear your mask. Oh, coronavirus. Wear your mask. Oh, coronavirus. By the way, uh, XYZ just got raided. That's what I hear. Hey, can you come out now and tell everyone what happened? This is why you grab them by the face. Catch them with their pants down. No leaks. No leaks. No leaks. No leaks. No leaks. You want to see how insane they are, how much they don't care about you, how much they are willing for you to die rather than give up power. Poor Chicago. But that is the belly of the beast for now, even though the core is in the twin city, duplicity. Take a listen to what happened in Chicago yesterday, and hardly any media is talking about it. Chicago, as Sean just said, According to police, 14 people were injured, most of them shot, near a funeral home in a community called Auburn-Gresham. Now, at a presser just a short time ago, police said there was some kind of planned ambush outside the funeral home where a memorial service was going on inside for a homicide victim. At the end of last week in Chicago, murders were up 51 percent, shootings were up 44 percent, 47 percent actually, and despite those staggering numbers, Mayor Lori Lightfoot has presided over a city that has turned into the Wild West. Now, let me make this as clear as I can make it tonight. It's open season on the citizens of Chicago, and the mayor cannot be bothered to accept real federal help. You know why? Because of her seething hatred for Donald Trump. That is outweighing her concern for the citizens that she is supposed to be serving. Now, the head of the Chicago Fraternal Order of Police was. Did you hear that? Her seeding hate for Donald Trump. It's not Donald Trump. The hate is for you. And this is why they will fail. Because how many times have you made a good decision or won any argument when you're pissed off? Honestly. I mean, for me, I've been extremely irate with, uh, you know, personal issues for almost eight months right now. Personal. And yet I'm like, you know, someone was like, well, why didn't you do I'm just too angry to do it now. It's going to come out a mess. Why would I even touch it? I got to process it. I got to cool down and see it from another light, see it from a softer light, see it from an optimistic light, not one filled with hate and rage. When you rage and you hate, I mean, if you're dishing vinegar, you're going to drink it. Is here tonight to react to Mayor Lori Lightfoot's refusal to accept federal help, but will instead react to this story. John Canazera joins me now exclusively. John, are you as um, unhinged as Mayor Lightfoot says you are? See, she's putting it on you, Mr. Canazera. That's what she's doing, putting it on you. And maybe it's it's Fox or it's Trump or everyone but looking in the mirror and also going after the criminals. Well, good evening, Laura. Thanks for having me. First of all, you know, the mayor likes to use the word unhinged. The ironic part is that the mayor became unhinged. I could I wish I could show you the text messages that she sent me over the weekend as soon as she found out that I had sent the request to President Trump. I mean, she was the one who became totally unhinged, unprofessional, childish. It was really pathetic for a leader of a city. Well, right now we have carnage as far as the eye can see. We don't know what will happen. We certainly hope we don't have deaths out of these uh, injuries. But it looked pretty wild out there in the scene that they were showing. This is outside of a funeral home. 
So if you're going to sh- shoot outside of a funeral home where there was some signage about the funeral they had on uh, the street, and apparently there was some police presence somewhere on the scene, you're, you've gotten really bold, haven't you, John? You're, you're pretty bold at that point as a criminal. You're not worried. Well, you know, like Sean's guest just said, the bold is there because they know there's no consequences. The justice system in Cook County is totally broken, all the way from the president, Preckwinkle, to Kim Fox, the prosecutor, to Tom Dart, the sheriff, to Tim Evans, the chief judge. They have no idea what real justice is. And that's basically the bloodbath in the street is the result. Well, Lori Lightfoot, just to bring people into this uh, back and forth, to put it politely, John, between you and Lightfoot, this is what she said. Everyone watch. We've got, a, we've got an unhinged leader of the Fraternal Order of Police who is craving and trying to get generate attention. This is a dangerous road for us to go down. We're not going to have people that don't know our streets engaging in clearly unconstitutional conduct uh, operating at will in our city. That is chaos. That is lawlessness. That's chaos. What we're seeing tonight wasn't chaos, but you're wanting federal help. And, you know, and the actual irony. assistance is cast. This woman doesn't know her own city. Okay, you know, it's, the, a, it's, a, it's a travesty. I am. I thought I was mad about other things tonight, given what's going on in this country. But this is an outrage. It's a great American city. It's being disserved by her. She's a radical. They need to toss her out of office. John, go ahead. She's she's literally running the Titanic into an iceberg intentionally. Fifty six rounds fired, I'm told, and 17 people shot uh, tonight at a funeral where there was police intentionally so was the so was the titanic obviously special attention because of the gang uh victim that was already being waked at the funeral home you know the irony about her not knowing the city streets and the federal officers she just and this isn't a knock on superintendent brown because i really like superintendent brown but she just hired an outsider who didn't know the city who didn't know the streets so what's the difference again she's a big hypocrite she has a bit of a napoleon complex if you don't agree with her heaven forbid well, if your funeral attendees, I- did you hear that? She has a bit of a Napoleon complex, just so people understand why I put Napoleon's picture in a art of war quote. I understand returned fire on the on the vehicle. So these were all gangbangers, right? I mean, this is if you had to like just sum it up and for us, I mean, you to conjecture at this point, we need to know more. But people are firing on each other. I mean, we said call it the Wild West. This is a killing field in Chicago. And we're complaining about Trump. Are you kidding me? Talk about blame shifting, putting it on on you and the fraternal order of police or the cops on the beat. What what the heck are the cops supposed to do when they have no support from City Hall? What are they supposed to do? you, you highlighted the the obviously increase in shootings and murders. But, you know, Superintendent Brown basically said yesterday that the police department is uh, recovered 5,400 guns so far this year off the streets of Chicago. Now, as he's as he properly highlighted, that's 54 deadly encounter, 5,400 deadly encounters that the men and women of the police department have, you know, dealt with over the first six months of this year. And not a single person, well, I shouldn't say not a single person. I think there's only been three shootings uh, that resulted in death. But my point is, how many more guns or how many more murders would occur if those guns weren't taken off the street? And more importantly, there's a lot of people that were arrested with those guns that were immediately let back out on the street again. And it goes right back to Kim Fox and the broken county jail system. 
Yeah, Jesse Smollett. Uh, we've got Kamala all over that. Now we're going to watch uh, Mayor Beetlejuice speak. Uh, you know, her her peeps taking a stab at this. You need to speaks on rising violence has nothing to do with wanting to ban the police. Uh, look at her mask. It says the word one. People injured last night in the 1000 block of West 79th Street. And my condolences for the three-year-old child who was shot just five minutes, five miles east of 2400 in the 2400 block of East 74th Street. I'm going to quickly turn it over to Chief of the Detectives Brendan Dinahan uh, for more details on both of these shootings, and then I'll come back with further comments. And then the mayor will come up and speak, uh, and then we'll take questions. Brendan. Good morning. I'm going to briefly uh, go over the facts of uh, the case. I think a lot of people have some of the detail. Uh, First Deputy uh, Carter was out on the scene last night and gave the basic information. Uh, we know that there was a funeral taking place, and uh, there were several individuals hanging outside of that location <clears throat> when a vehicle, a Malibu, came pulling around the block. And then you can see individuals from the Malibu discharge firearms into that crowd. What we know now, based upon the evidence, is members from that crowd also are armed with firearms and are shooting back at the Malibu. That car crashes, the original car with the offenders in it crashes. Those offenders flee on foot, making good their escape at this time, at which point all the officers and detectives arrive on the scene. We know now that that car used in the incident was stolen, so detectives are going to be working on that aspect of the case to see how and when it was stolen. Uh, as the superintendent mentioned, we have uh, 15 people shot, and one of whom is still in extremely uh, critical condition. We have another individual in critical condition. The rest of the individuals, the doctors, believe are going to make a recovery. Uh, we have almost 60 shell casings out on the scene, and at this point, detectives um, are working with the individuals who are shot, interviewing them. We're also looking to seek additional witnesses to help out with this case. We believe that there's individuals out in the community and out in the crowd who know the shooters, they know who did this incident. We are we're imploring, we're really seeking, please, to help the detectives with this investigation. This, this can't happen. You can't drive down the street and indiscriminately shoot into a crowd of people and then flee the scene and make good to your escape. We know that the information is out there the detectives want to arrest these individuals and bring them to justice. So we're seeking the community's cooperation to assist us in this investigation and remove these offenders from the street. Unfortunately, as the superintendent mentioned, not long after this, uh, another three-year-old child was shot in the head, and thankfully that child is in stable condition and talking. But in that incident, mother and father are out. Uh, it was late at night and the child's in the seat, and they are at a gas station where an altercation occurs, and at which point when the father's driving away, shots are fired into the vehicle, striking the child. At this point, uh, the detectives uh, have a long way to go in their investigation, and we're trying to get some more information on the mother and father. Uh, uh, at this time, uh, we don't have all the information that we need, we're trying to gain more cooperation from them, what they were doing in that area, 
why they were out at that time, and what exactly occurred. So that investigation is, on, is ongoing as well. So once again, um, I know that the community doesn't want this, uh, want this violence in the communities, and we're asking for the people to provide us with the information, allow us to build a case uh, to move forward. So at that, I'm going to turn it back over to the uh, superintendent. Allow us, he says, to build a case. Now, there's a question that someone asked, which is, hmm, they're allowing all this chaos. What are they trying to distract us from? Well, you know, someone uh, contacted me and said something that I've said before. So think of it this way. In all of these states, your California, you know, Illinois, all of them, they're starting to release criminals from prisons. And they're also demanding that all of us distance and wear masks. Why would they want us to wear masks to walk around when they can't find us if we wear masks, right? I know that they have software where they, I mean, they can track you with your phone and your biometrics and, you know, the, ma the, the facial recognition is like, you know, that's technology from the 90s, okay? They've stepped it up. So, I mean, haven't you seen like episodes of like ghost hunters where they can see skeletons of spirit? Yeah, they use that. That's how drones figure out there's people there. Um, so... Why would any government release dangerous people and put them on the streets in your backyard? Why, if masks work, and you know, most of these prisoners are socially distanced, right, in their cells, um, if they work, then why not give them masks and, you know, maybe instead of having, you know, too many people in a room, you separate them, right? Why are they putting them out? into the public. Think about it. If it's so, you know, if, if this it was real and people um, can, you know, get it, then, you know, why are you releasing all these evil people too that, can, that have to wear masks so you can't identify them either? Why are you release, releasing criminals, vicious criminals out into the streets. Remember, if you're going to contract a cold or a virus or anything, you're going to contract it from touch through, if it's airborne, you don't need to inhale it. That can go through anything, land on your food. And just for that split second, you eat it, land on a doorknob from someone sneezing and you accidentally touch your face. If it's floating in the air, and it can sustain life in the air by itself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I try to say that with a straight face. Um, then you'd get it through your eyes, which are, you know, which have liquid. So what you have to think about is why are they creating this chaos? Like I said, next week, we're going to see this new impeachment wave. As you can see, all of these governors and mayors, because no one, no one, was paying attention to the peripheries. And it's important that you revisit and you listen to Graham before the prayer, how he said, don't just look at the presidential elections. <sighs> there are cities across this nation that wish they never voted for the people that are there. 
that are there are people across the United States that wish that they never voted for their governors, their school board people, their council members, because they're all clowns. Oh, he's a nice guy. Um, he said, you know, he was going to help me with this opportunist losers not thinking of your children tomorrow just thinking of your pockets today you know that's the problem so think all of this chaos what are they distracting you from well first of all this chaos is um done to provoke the president to send troops and they're gonna say oh you know, oh, you're like overstepping. We don't need you cherry picking people. Now, they can't say anything if they're protecting federal buildings, right? They can't. But they're abducting people, apparently, on videos. And they're upset, super upset. Ooh, so upset. Hmm. That's what they want. The new impeachment is coming. You know, Adam Schiff has a big mouth, a very big mouth. And I heard something that was so incredible. I was like, no way. So what did I hear? I heard that there was testifying going on for the past few months in New York by a foreign intelligence company. It's a contractor, of course. But they have foreign people like former CIA, former GCHQ, former Swiss intelligence, former this, former that. And we're paying them with our money to testify against our president. Oh, and one of them was Christopher Steele's boss. Oh, and you paid for them. So this morning, you know, I, I, I kind of put it out there. Hey, here it is. And so this is what they've been planning on uh, impeachment and investigation on hacking and cyber and going to try to pin it on the president. They're all about Russia because Russia is the huge enemy right now. Don't you dare talk about China. China asked, Oh no, no, no. You're not allowed to say that China bow down to China because the Chinese are going to come and save us from Trump. That's what they want. But see optics is very important optics all one has to do is revisit the press conferences that the president had about president Xi. that's all you need to do when you have the time revisit them i will i will try to do a show on that maybe if i can on sunday after church i will try doesn't mean i will to put like a little mishmash of all of those videos and clips so you can hear between the words. He gave you the cipher key yesterday during, during his presser. So let's just listen, just one second, to what else he's going to say about the shooting. Wait, wait, wait. No, not him. Hold on. There we go. We needed Beetlejuice. There we go. Here she goes. Mind you, all this time, she's not been social distancing. Uh, and before she went to the podium, you know, people were coming to the podium. She was flanking them like one foot apart, no measuring tape, but, you know, eyeballing it. And now that she went to the podium, everyone stepped away. We must social distance. She has removed her mask. This is a morning, morning. Another day where we start 
with despair. Another day that we start with reporting on violence in a neighborhood that has struck and felled too many people. I think Superintendent Brown and Chief Deanahan have laid out the basic facts. I want to extend my thanks to our many first responders and community outreach members who were on the scene last night within moments of the horrific incident and provided aid and comfort to those who were injured. I also want to <clears throat> extend my condolences to each and every one of the people that was injured in the funeral home incident, but also the three-year-old. And I urge the mother and father of that three-year-old to cooperate, to provide substantive information about what transpired at that gas station. Yeah, that was off script. Now, I'm I'm one that has interviewed many, many people, um, or uh, I should say my job was to watch other people interview people. And I can tell you that her mannerism, she actually smirked when she was talking about the deaths. You could take a look into it. You can slow it down and you could see it yourself. So um, I had to remove her only because, uh, you know, her uh, response to this tragedy within her own city that she's allowed to happen is no different than the murder that uh, Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio have done in their ground. Remember, they are, they are murdering you. They don't care about you. You know, to them, you're just a simple human and they hate humans. They totally do. They can't stand them and they will come for you at any cost because they need you and they want you and you're the one that they're after. They don't care about President Trump. They never did. He's just in the middle. So yesterday we saw, and something that I told you, you're going to see a lot of fires burning everywhere. What have I said? Look at the heat map. Look at the fires. I've been saying this how long? And oh, here we go. The fire started. I'm pretty sure the bushes were down in Texas, fanning the flames at the Chinese consulate. Miami, same thing. Russian consulate, apparently. Oh, yeah. Let's just obfuscate. What we need to understand is that this is actual war. They will not stop. They will not stop until they have won. And what is their win? They've been winning. They've been winning for two centuries. They've been doing this under your nose. I mean, look. Oh, we're going to ban the QAnon conspiracy. Right, conspiracy. Because they're pushing the idea that Wayfair is selling children online. And Wayfair told us they're not, so they're not. Well, did any of them investigate it? How can they explain all these? Meanwhile, they're making tons and tons of money. But no one can explain no one can explain why. They just say, well, Wayfair told us they're not selling kids. So psh, because if they were, they would. They'd be like, oh, yeah, my bad. Didn't know we're not allowed to sell kids online. That's definitely what they would come out and say, right? Definitely. That's exactly how that works, right? That's the thing. That's exactly how that works. Now, one thing you need to understand is that this is a battle for our freedom, for our nation. 
The fact that President Trump is building a wall makes them screech to high heaven because they know that they would have to take it down. They don't want any borders. They will draw the borders and they will call upon our enemies to descend on this nation at the drop of a hat. Now, remember how I talked about stuck software? I was on that. I was part of that team that built it. So that software Actually, that program, that malware, however you want to say it, and I have to be careful, like I said, was there to be able to cause disruptions in nuclear facilities, they say. And this was a great excuse for them to talk about weapons of mass destruction, to start their whole project, like you heard on another show. Well, I just got a list of nations, and we're going to annihilate all those. I don't know why. Who gave the list? They did. The ones that are sick did. They did. They decide. And you know what? It's your stars. <sighs> so upset. For all of us that have served, wouldn't you be pissed to find out that your general was trying to overthrow your president? Wouldn't you be pissed to find out that your admiral was doing that? Regardless if you like the president or not, it's about principle. And when you see them stand up and say, well, I'm doing this for my country, it's like, I, I, you know what? I don't care who they are. They, they deserve a back slap so fast. Just be slap right there. Because what you're, when you guys find that out, when you guys find out, you'll be so upset. And then, and then, and then you will start to realize. Because for all of you jumping on that train, oh my gosh, Trump said this, Trump said that. Man, he needs to throw it out there. He needs to blanket. It's called obfuscation. That's what we have to do. Obfuscate, obfuscate. That's what we have to do. We can't see them, have them see us coming. (laughs) He already dropped it last week. This week is going to be tidy. It's going to be tight. It's going to be awesome. We just have to wait for the time. You know, I want to see perps. I want to see them. I know they're coming. I know that for a fact. I'm not just saying it. Oh, I believe. I know it. But, huh, I just have to sit and wait. That's all. Now, whatever is to come until after Labor Day, it's going to be a roller coaster. You're going to win, lose, win, lose constantly, constantly. You're going to see so much more going on. Look at this week. What's happened? Illinois raid for corruption. Ohio. Remember, Toledo was raided. And I think it was a mayor, right? That was taken down. Or was it the council? I forget. You know, Done. Then we've got GOP house people, the guy from the Lincoln Project, rated $60 million Rico Suave. Uh, How many times have I said Rico Suave? That's what's going to get them. Wait till you see Puerto Rico. Man, that's going to be awesome. I totally love to be on a beach in San Juan when they descend. I mean, they've already descended, but there's going to be a huge descent because they think they get away with things. That's the thing. That's where you let them, you know, think that they're winning. Because that's when they pull their own pants down even faster, super fast. You know, when they let their guard down, when you look like you're, oh, what was it? Vachina? There we go. Vachina. <laughs> I saw that yesterday and I was like, that's so awesome. V A C H Y N A. So awesome. Look, it's not going to be easy. War's never easy. And in, and in, um, 2016, 2015, oh gosh, 
I wrote a piece for the HuffPo. I think I have a draft somewhere where I said America's entering into the most civilized civil war you've ever seen because it's digitized this time. It's not muskets and smoke and drums beating, but it's flags, digital, digital, digital. So one thing we have to think of is how you can identify where you can maintain a source of information. Understand that there will be eliminations of communications. I'm trying to see how I'm going to say this in a nice and not so... Because I know... <laughs> um, When you see something online, okay, that looks like a tidbit of information, that looks super awesome, like, uh, I don't know, a video capture, um, uh, live streaming, and you're on your computer, get it, download it, save it on your hard drive. Um, I could tell you that I've been hiding things on certain forum boards, specifically now that that's gone, I could talk about it out loud <laughs> on, on, on 4chan. I had like this uh, board where I would just upload things and just keep them for myself. No one was on that board. It was like my uh, you know virtual storage drive. Um, I was shocked that that actually disappeared last week um, completely. I saw some things that were corrupting my files, but but I wasn't sure. And, you know, I use certain, you know, uh, I know how to cover myself digitally. And I was shocked, which means that they are combing, looking for things. So it's really important that um, you um, archive everything um, that you see that you believe is important. Don't let someone else tell you what's important. And don't ever ever think that I'm telling you, follow this, follow that, do this. I mean, sometimes I'll say it because it's like part of language or, you know, just like a blur, but never, ever, ever take anything that I tell you as like direction ever. The only direction you should be relying on is yourself, your own self, yourself, you, your compass is the best compass ever. Scientifically, I've said this before. Your gut has its own independent nervous system. This is a fact. Independent nervous system to help, I guess, for digestion and blah, 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 blah. But why would the body have an independent nervous system that doesn't rely on the logic of the brain to operate? Right? So I want you to think about that. And so think if... My independent nervous system is telling me something doesn't feel right and you're not using logic, trust your gut. That's where it comes out from. It's disconnected from the whole logic. We talk ourselves out of things. Now, um, uh, what I wanted uh, to tell you guys is for my subscribers, I am going to be doing um, something just for you guys in regards to time. And for those of you that are not subscribers, that doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything for you guys, please. Of course I am. Uh, but we're going to talk about how we conceive time and space. I think it's um, important to plant those seeds. And those seeds, keep in mind, 
you may not live to see it, but you may be able to plant those seeds to your children or your grandchildren. So when it comes to that, they understand it. Um, someone actually, uh, yeah, parasympathetic nervous system. Parasympathetic in Greek means parasympathetico, which means on the outskirts of sympathy. Let's put it that way. Those are the two words. So on the outskirts of sympathy, sympathy comes with logic, with process, with memories, and with direction. Outside of that, it is a gut reaction. So that is the trust your gut thing. So um, there's a reason that it's disconnected. That also plays into this whole understanding. The one thing I would ask anyone that's listening to this, whatever time it may be, whatever year, whatever month, is always pray. Um, pray uh, to whoever you think is God. Pray for forgiveness. Because a lot of people, including ourselves, don't even know. So just pray. It's really important because that is what got our president elected. I don't care what anybody says. We had millions of people around the world joining in on that prayer. And even those that were evil and spiteful and hateful, the fact that they listened to it also helped. Because no one was born evil. They just decided that they will rule and keep you out of heaven's door, right? You can't go to that door. You must abide by our rules. I mean, think about it. That's pretty interesting, right? The simile with how rulers are, they rule you to serve them. On that note, I'll see you tomorrow. God bless.